Yet year after year, it's the same routine, and I grow so tired of the sound of the screams. And I, Jack, the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old thing. Welcome back to How Good Was It, where we review the movies of our past and sometimes the present if the mood strikes us. We are knee, I would say further than our knees. We're, we're up to our freaking necks in Christmas classics this month, right? We're, we're, classics. I think this classics. might be the last episode for December I believe and for so. the year. Mm-hmm. Hello, Scott. Shit. Hey. What's <laughs> Maybe I should introduce my friends here. Hello, Joe AP. What's up, June? And what's up, Dana? Como se dice classic? oh man that's a shirt right there yeah um as i said before we are uh well into our christmas classics month where each week we have a christmas at least a mildly associated with christmas movie i mean like i don't know (laughs) Uh, we have quite an assortment of movies for this week if you haven't joined in yet Go through the archives. I think it'll be worth it. We have an interesting mix of movies for our our Christmas Classics Month. But this week, we have one that has to be one of my personal favorites. And it is actually one of my picks. We are doing the Tim Burton Classic. I've I've been using that word way too much. (laughs) You know what? Let's just say it's a Tim Burton vehicle for now. A Nightmare Before Christmas. What? is this it's someplace new jack look out Whoa. Whoa. what's this what's this there's color everywhere what's this there's white things in the air what's this i can't believe my eyes i must be dreaming wake up jack was this a what is this haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men Touchstone Pictures presents the enchanting story of two very special dreamers and the holiday spirit that brought them together. From the imagination of Tim Burton comes The Nightmare Before Christmas. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to give our audience a little reminder of what we do here at How Good Was It? Each episode is broken up into two halves. The first half is all about our recollection from memory of the movie. We then pause, we watch the movie, and we come back to go over how much we got wrong, how much we got right, and most importantly, does the movie still hold up? Is it as good or as bad as we remember it to be? With that, let's get into this week's movie. So what do we remember about these movies, guys? Ooh. Here I don't remember Halloween. a lot. Is it, is it about Halloween. thanks uh Halloween? Well, from so, what I remember, I guess I guess I should go into it. I did pick this sucker. And I remember the, the main character's name, Jack Skellington. And I'll tell you why the only reason I remember is because uh I work for a company that uh licenses a lot of these different um properties like Star Wars and stuff like that. And one of our more popular ones, believe it or not, still to this day is a nightmare before Christmas. Now, hmm. I think it's a nightmare before Christmas. It could be the nightmare before Christmas. Hmm. It doesn't yeah, I'm matter. Not sure. It's some kind of nightmare before Christmas. So <laughs> it's it's about as close as we're going to get. What I do remember is uh, there's a character, Jack Skellington, and he comes from the, some 
town. I don't why, know. Why where. would they not just name him Jack Skellington? Skeleton. Skeleton. Now I'm calling him Skeleton instead of Skellington. <laughs> why, why? Why? Why would you do that? Why? Why is it just not Skeleton? No. Now I can't even say the word because his chat last name is so fucked up. Skeleton. Yes. Skeleton. Why, why would he not skeleton. Jack Skellington? No. Damn it. <laughs> That's why he does got to confound you, man. Skeleton. Well, I think to to your exact point and to part of the plot. It's the not typecast him, and that's a big part of this movie, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. because Jack Skellington, Skellington is the he's the king of Halloween, but he's yes. tired of owning Halloween. He wants to own another holiday, if I remember correctly. Wow, I did well, not remember. Know. I remember being disappointed by this film. Is what I remember. What? I I was a big Tim Burton <laughs> fan, and I, when this came out, I'm like, oh, I've seen all his movies in the theater. I got to see it. And I remember like sitting in the theater, like God, it's so boring. I I just I could not get into it. Do you remember who did you go to see with Scott? Is it a girl named Carol? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was probably a date because if I didn't see it with you, Joe, then it was most likely I was with a girl. Is Joey P trying to get Scott in trouble with his wife? I know. I'm just like, bro, really? <laughs> this is, this is uh, way before. This, this, this is this, what this over twenty years one, ago, right? Yeah. This this is yeah. the nineties. This, this may this be the a, episode that Mary pops in because <laughs> our wives never yeah. listen. But she'll probably pick this episode. The one episode here we go. Reminiscing. Who the fuck is Carol? Yeah. What the what's wow. Carol? Where, wow. What's her address? I could do a drive-by on the uh, wow um no 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 not at all uh yeah well shit dana you hit the nail on the head i think i i don't remember much much about the plot but i know it had to do with uh jack skellington and being bored or whatever with halloween because he comes from a town or a world where halloween is everything what's his um, girl's name is it like sally or something what, what's the yes, uh, oh, I good, no sally. it is yeah. sally i do good remember job. that mm-hmm. yeah yeah now, now Scott said that that he remembers not liking this movie, and and I think I can probably guess why. Um, by then, Tim Burton. I mean, look if you look at his track record before this movie came out, this movie was what like early nineties, I think. Maybe I, no, I think maybe late nineties. Late nineties, maybe okay. mid nineties. So. Yeah, okay. I want to say. 95, I don't think it was early ninety-six. This is after yeah, saying... Beetlejuice, after like a lot of his early yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, Edward Scissorhands. So, so Tim Burton really he's one of those directors that have a very distinct voice a very distinct style uh uh, in storytelling and direction and you know we 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 mentioned you mentioned beetlejuice you know uh, among his other films before this one this one film was where he kind of took a turn and he you could tell he kind of geared it more towards the kiddies he geared it towards children and as a result i think it turned a lot of people off because Tim Burton, Tim Burton is a very edgy storyteller, man. Even when he's telling, like, I mean, I think a, a perfect example of that was his first big hit, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where he took this character, Pee Wee, and put him in these situations that were just so fucking bizarre with an equally bizarre set of characters. And there was some adult fanfare there. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of his movies have that underlying... uh adult themes or or jokes or humor that i think only adults would really get and would probably go over the kiddies heads this film was not like that this was definitely done for kids i mean there's a reason why i think i think disney owns the shit now right Mm -hmm. i think it's part of their stuff yeah 
that's that tells you the whole story. I mean, Disney, well, nowadays, Disney is not what it was when this movie came out. But back then, Disney was pure, clean, wholesome mm-hmm. shit. You know, it was not about offending anyone. Their movies were were considered classics. And there was a reason why it was like overly family friendly. This fit right in with their criteria at the time. And I think that's why I, you're not the only one, Scott, to tell me that we're disappointed by this film. Yeah, I um, think that's probably what it more was. It was it wasn't it wasn't like his other films. I was expecting it to be, uh, yeah. you know, more scary or funny or something. And I just I think I was overall disappointed. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this time because I have a feeling I maybe have a different opinion now that, I, you know, I, I, I know what it is. I think I was just so surprised at what it was and how different it was than I thought it would be. And it, it probably threw me off. I think it's going to be the opposite for me. I remember really liking this movie and I got the feeling that I'm not going to like it this time. Ah, I don't know why. I don't have any basis for that. I, I'm afraid I might be like you as well, um, June, because I remember liking this movie a lot. And to your and Scott's point, Tim Burton was, the, this was entry level for kids for eccentric, right? Mm-hmm because that is what Tim Burton was at the end of the day. He's mm. very eccentric compared to other storytellers and other directors. And when I think of other classic childhood stories, like I do think of the Aladdins and Lion King and those type of easy, clean things. But this was one of those first times where you got this crazy stop motion, animatronic, um, just your main character was not this clean cut character. Your main character was this eccentric looking guy. It was kind of probably the first time you get that, uh, that bit of mystery of it's not a clean shaven person. It could also be this super creepy guy could be the hero. So I think that's where I I remember parts of this, but I remember really liking it, but I'm afraid that it's probably through time. It's probably going to be one of these crazy movies where I'm going to be like, uh, why do you I think do this, this is the but... first uh, Burton movie you saw, Dana, or did you see any ones oh, before this? Was Batman it... had to come out before oh, this. That's oh, that's yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah eighty nine yeah, was the first Batman. Yeah, I, I definitely saw. I remember. I remember uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker was my favorite Joker until Heath Ledger. So I, I mm. definitely remember remember Batman at least. Edward Caesar was, was was it before? No, oh, that was before this for sure. Yeah, before this yeah. one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Um, there's another big one that probably. Oh, came both Bat- he did Batman too as well. Batman Returns, yeah. whatever he did. Was was um, Beetlejuice before this? Beetlejuice was yeah, before this. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, this was. I definitely remember seeing a lot of these other. I mean, this may have been Sleepy Hollow. May have been before this. Is they were around the mm. same time? I think. Oh wow! I think Sleepy Hollow was after, but you're probably I, right. I think it's Sleepy Hollow maybe might be, might be in the in the late nineties. Uh, yeah, Mar- Mars Attacks yeah, yeah. was probably not too far, right around the same time as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. I, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting time for him, you know, to do this film. Yeah, I, so, I think it so was. So I, I could agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it was. Um, Tim Burton. We we mentioned in another episode where you know. Uh, directors get known for for doing certain types of movies and at some point they get maybe they get bored or they want to try something else they want to try something different the thing with Tim Burton though is that he has such a distinct style I mean um he's known he's an he's he's quite the artist himself 
So he has a tendency to, like to design a lot of his films. I mean, the the physical look of his films. This this is, uh, just right in that line. Um, this this the look of this film is fully <laughs> Tim yeah. Burton. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's you know you cannot mistake it for anyone else. From what I remember, though, I think that's where the confusion lay because, uh. Tim Burton as an artist is very edgy, very, he's very much into like classic horror. He's into, you know, he's into the macabre, even when he goes all cutesy and friendly, you know, there was like, like Beetlejuice is a great example of that too. Right. It's a, it's a, it's not a horror film, it's, it, but it's has horrifying elephant elements to it that, you know, that I could see possibly scaring children. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This this film, A Nightmare Before Christmas, I had no idea it was going to become what it became. I can't I can't believe we're even still talking about this film. I thought this was going to be the biggest dud in Tim Burton's career when it came out. When I saw this film, and I didn't see it in the in the movies, I, I saw it on cable, I think, or maybe a uh, a DVD rental or something like that. Um, and yeah, it, it, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's it, man. They're never going to let him make another movie again. Mm-hmm. He just signed his own death <laughs> warrant in Hollywood because we're, we were so used to getting that that craziness, that that unexpected. And and to do something more, I guess, subtle or to I, I subtle is probably the wrong word. There's nothing subtle about Tim Burton, but it, it was more low key. It was more innocence. That's the word I'm looking for. There was a lot more innocence to this film definitely for kids again it was he was he was going for a wider audience that's my guess you know i don't know if we asked him if we had the the opportunity to ever ask him that's your hint tim burton to come on the fucking show okay we got a whole <laughs> month coming up devoted to you i'm letting the secret out the bag since this is the last episode for december probably so we're following this with a tim burton month uh, i think okay? i have a theory june i think i have a theory all right please so hit us, hit us. to me tim burton spawned a lot of teenage girls to become goth, right? I think he's like the king goth, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, I think yes. he was trying for a younger audience because I, I still see goth girls with with oh. Nightmare Before Christmas stuff oh, on, yes. you know? They, so I, I think he this was just trying, he's trying to start him as goth, like younger. So that, that's why he, that's why he did this. Well, if, you, if if when you put it that way, I, I have nothing else that I could call that motherfucker but a genius then. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to widen your audience. Start them young, you know, put on put on faith by the cure when they're two, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like just get them started as young as possible. Um, but yeah, man, uh, do we remember anything else about A Nightmare Before Christmas? I remember he had a dog. That was something I don't remember what the special about the dog. There's something it was, it was a the dog a skeleton. It was a ghost. It was a ghost. Right. It was a yeah. ghost with a red with a red nose. Yeah. Um Boogie Boogie Woogie is the bad guy in this one. Um Sounds so racist. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way you say that, when you listen to his voice, like it sounds like a black dude's voice, by the way. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just a little bit of self-hate crime here. Um <laughs> but uh What I remember is Jack wants to do Halloween. I mean, he wants to do Christmas because he's tired of owning Halloween Town, I think it is. And uh, Jack is, uh, he just wants a new challenge, but he kind of fucks it up because he only knows scary stuff, even though he kind of knows the lore of Santa Claus. Um, So uh, 
the bad guy essentially is trying to keep him in that Santa vein so he can take over Halloween Town. Um, but at the end, I think it's just, you know, Jack saves the day. Uh, he learns a little bit more about Christmas. He kind of stays in his own lane, but he kind of helps out Santa as well. Because I think uh, Boogie Woogie also kidnapped Santa, if I remember correctly. Mm. But, oh, but yeah, I think it's, it's it has more to do with, uh, you know, how can we make Christmas more creepy is, is what I feel like the overall theme of this movie was, which is I there... thought they did a good job. Is there any famous uh, voice actors in this? Because I, I don't remember who. I don't and, recall. Yeah. Being so Johnny fun. Depp was at the voice of the. New you would character? think he would be involved in this somehow. You think you know him and Tim Burton are so tied together. You would think he would be in here somehow. But yeah, I have no idea who does the voices uh, in this. There's movie. a lot of singing in this, so I mean, I don't really. I mean, I'm sure Johnny Depp does sing, just like a lot of actors. But I, I, I remember there was a lot of songs, like a lot of of. Uh, songs that i can still remember to this day oh dana's gonna be singing yeah. in this episode <laughs> here comes halloween here comes halloween um so yeah i mean i i recall a lot of that so i don't think that johnny depp was at least the main character um he, he could have been the talking voice but i doubt it i think you just get somebody who could sing and and do the voice if you're if you're doing this movie um no i mean i, I it'd be great to see the the uh the cast because i i just don't really recall I, I don't know if everybody's a bunch of nobodies but the bigger thing was that the stop motion again i mean we brought it up uh with uh, with rudolph I, I think this one is clearly going to show you the difference in times of just mm. like how far stop motion has come into wow we into started the month with stop motion we're going to end the month with stop motion nice this was not planned yeah, listeners. Right. this just happened by accident <laughs> and now that you mention it i forgot that this was a musical there were a lot, there's quite yeah. a bit of singing. There's a lot of songs. A lot well. of music. In and this. and yeah. and when we put these films together, it's it's maybe I'm wrong, but it, maybe I'm the only one thinking this. But obviously, um, Tim Burton was inspired to some degree by the Rankin Bass films, that he enough that he wanted to Probably. do his own version. Yeah. Um, because just like you know the Rankin Bass films, it's a lot of stop motion, a lot of singing. You know, so I mean. This falls right in line, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes with this. Um, is there anything else we want to cover as far as a nightmare before Christmas? Anything else about Tim Burton? I'm ready to watch this movie. Yeah, we're, we're gonna be doing a lot of Tim Burton for the next uh five weeks. So yeah, this this will better be a good way to kick it off. Well, I hope so. The pressure is on, man. Um, this is my yeah. pick. So I'm I'm gonna get ready for some Scrooge action. You <laughs> <laughs> gonna get some Grinch. Mo motifs you know um we'll see what happens but shit let's get to watching a nightmare before christmas uh tim burton do his proud man don't let me down i hope this film still holds up i have a sister my older sister huge fan of this movie huge to this day like like she's wow. the easiest person to shop for during christmas like anything with that freaking jack skellington does she yes, have goth tendencies is she a I'm little sorry. bit goth? Is she a little bit goth? No, that's the funny thing. Really? Not, not at all. Interesting. Not at all. So so it's it's weird. She she loves this film. Um, so I guess this will probably be might be the one episode of our podcast that she will listen to. <laughs> like we said, nobody nobody in our, our <laughs> you, you might not want to tell her if we if we shit all over this movie. You might you might want to <laughs> not mention we we uh we reviewed this. Please continue to like, follow, and subscribe, as we always say. Uh, dig into the archives, both on our RSS feed, 
on your favorite streaming platforms as well as YouTube. All right, audience, with that, let's say bye and let's get to watching A Nightmare Before Christmas. Bye, guys. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Sit tight. We'll be right back with How Good Was It? Do you have memories about this week's film that you'd like to share with us? Hit us up at How Good Was It Pod for X, formerly known as Twitter, at HGWI Pod. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you'll find video promos for each and every episode. Yes, this is the second half to our Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, in the first half of this episode, I kept calling it a nightmare before Christmas. It is actually the nightmare before Christmas. So let's set, let's set myself straight here. But uh, hello, Scott. Hey, welcome back. Hello, Joe AP. Yes, that man is back and he's in his full samurai regalia. If you could see this, people, on YouTube, he has his headkerchief. I don't know what you call it. Is it a do-rag? I don't know. What do you call Hola. it, Joe AP? I I wouldn't know actually no a headband. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> it looks good on you regardless. Hello, Dana. What's up, man? Hola, senor. And and yeah, Joe totally has uh he has waves underneath that shit. I, I believe it. <laughs> Finger waves. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That would be great. What I do you call this, Dana? The headpiece. I, 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 I don't know. I'm only one black man. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, a, a Japanese term. A Japanese, I thought you know Japanese term for this. I don't expect you to say a do-rack. No. That's the only thing I've got for you, buddy. At least today. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you can see, we're fully into the Christmas spirit, I guess. I don't know what that means. But let's get into the nightmare before Christmas. Now, let me start off by saying this. Uh, I hadn't seen this movie in quite a while. Um, probably around the time. Well, we didn't say we were wrong about when it came out too. It was 1993. I thought this was the late 90s. It was 1993 this movie came out. I kind of felt yeah. like it was early to mid 90s, yeah, but my man. memory is crap. So I did mean, I, Dana said it was early that. 90s. I think we said mid. I think I think yeah. I think we said around mid 90s. But yeah, it's okay. yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was way later. So it's actually 1993. Yeah, interesting wow. because this kind of changes thing as far things as far as uh tim's tim burton's track record yeah right? this has got to be not long after batman returns it's got to yeah. be right around that time okay maybe um, even ever since the I, I don't know oh i could always just look because it is the second half yeah. of the episode i'm allowed to Was look it, at imdb you can cheat you can cheat. so the yeah, first I, batman from tim burton was 89 was it i yeah, believe, I believe it, so yeah it's michael called batman 89 yeah yeah batman 89 well, yeah, that's what they refer to it as now. They call it Batman 89, just yeah. so it differs from all the other ones. Something terrible. While we're on that, yeah. while we're on that note, there, there is actually a comic book um, that they call it Batman 89. And it's, it's the Keaton version. It's the Tim Burton version. They just kind of continued that storyline. But uh, are you it was joking? All in. What's now that? I'm all in. I thought you were jo awesome. joking. It's, no, it's no, true. it's true. It's called Batman oh. 89. It's currently but, uh, doing pretty well. Okay, so here I, I got I pulled it up. What what came out around? All right, so 1988 was Beetlejuice. 89 was Batman. 1990 Edward Scissorhands. 1992 Batman Returns. 
1994, Ed Wood. Oh, yeah. He, wait a minute. He didn't direct this movie. We kept on attributing this he movie this to movie. Tim Burton. He yeah. wrote it and he, uh, I guess, yeah. produced it. This is uh, Henry Selleck? Something like that is his name? Okay. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you're you're ab- you're right. Because that was the, the little tidbit that I read that he... Uh, he he wrote this and it I think he intended it to be like a TV special, just something short and sweet and just to be out there for the holiday. Um, it, it, you know, it was way when he was just doing animation, I think in 82. And then all of a sudden he just, you know, got a chance to make it, but he couldn't really direct it. So he gave the project to somebody else, I think is is what. Uh, and this is a short movie. The, I mean, this is a movie's an yeah, hour yeah. and like nine minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. He is <laughs> Tim Burton. So uh He's so literal. He's like, yeah, I got the idea. I was at a store and they were taking down Halloween decorations and putting up Christmas decorations. That's how I got the idea for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I guess that okay. makes sense. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Such a uh, genius. Mm-hmm. Like always, Scott brings the heat. That's just fucking wild. Yeah, that <laughs> that's is a wild. wild, that's a wild I would have never hear. guessed that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we started out our, our, Christmas, our Christmas month, right, of, of episodes. We started out with the Rankin Bass feature of a uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And in watching this, I was like, and this was not planned, people. I was like, it's the perfect way to close Christmas, our Christmas yeah. classics <laughs> month. We started with animation. We're ending it with animation. I, I was watching this. I just finished watching it, I'm going to say, uh, about an hour or so ago. I was like, wow, Tim Burton just said, fuck Rankin and Bass. Let them turn over in their graves because I am going to, do something that's going to walk all over their shit. Yeah. He totally ripped off their formula, but put his very unique twist on it. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I, I, all I kept saying throughout this movie to myself is I cannot believe this was meant for kids. Um, <laughs> in the first half of this episode, we were talking about uh, Tim Burton's career in general, right? Over all his movies and how at, at a certain point, you know, he, he took a turn and his movies kind of started not being as outgoing, not being as as crazy as we're used we're used to getting, I guess. Uh you know, I take all that shit back. This movie is fucking macabre, man. <laughs> this has some of the most yeah. sick, twisted imagery <laughs> that I've ever seen in any film, live action or animated or otherwise. We're talking about their stuff I was looking at in this movie. Just details in the foreground and the background. The characters, I mean, in this town where the main character, Jack Skellington, lives. Holy shit, man. There, there's, there was, there's, a, there's a quartet of vampires that sing everything, of course. Mm-hmm. And those were my favorite characters. But, mm-hmm. man, there's some twisted shit going on in this movie. There's yeah. there, there's a scene where okay you know what let's let's dive in I, I, I don't want to dive in because there's a lot to go into this episode man there, there's gonna be a lot to talk about let's let's just jump in man do you guys want to go into the plot or we're gonna go over some more facts and figures no no let's let's go to the plot yeah let's start it off I'll start it off I, I believe it starts where does it start it starts out with a does it the start with here comes yeah. halloween here yeah. comes halloween yeah. it starts yeah. out with a song right away rolling over the credits and right away you start getting some of the imagery that's going to go into this movie and it's like he it's like tim burton kind of just fucking teasing you as uh, prepare yourself cuz you're about to see some twisted shit yeah, yeah. they're puppets. but beautiful though i mean it, it's oh, yeah. it's very well done the art direction in this movie is 
is quite striking. I think that's why yeah. it's still so popular. It's why you see it on so much merchandise because it it is, is macabre, but it is beautiful too. Oh yeah. So I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Go ahead. So it's, it's twenty years ago this movie came out. Uh, thirty years ago, Joe. Thirty years. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's like, dude, I'm almost forty. So yeah. No, it's, <laughs> oh shit. It's thirty. My math is off. Yeah. Thirty years ago. Wow. I yeah. hate when you young people get into the numbers. You put it that way, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel wow. old enough as it is. Um, I was just going to make that Asian joke. I thought Asians were supposed to be good at math. <laughs> uh, Joe's drinking heavily again. And it comes to be math? another one of those episodes. Okay, back, but, uh, to, the, back to the 30 years. Christmas. Yeah, 30 we're, years. We're entering, entering Halloween Town. Yes, um, Halloween and... Town. We're introduced to and... Halloween Town. Yeah, go ahead, Dana. You take it because you want to yeah. do it. <laughs> you're, you're damn right I do. Well, it, it's just so weird. Um, at the beginning, we're getting this song. We're getting um, it, it's essentially a festival of what's what's starting right now. But it's it's everybody doing the Halloween celebration. You you have all the different characters that are in Halloween Town. Um, you have the vampires. You have a mummy. You have a a clown that doesn't have a face. You have all these different creepy crawlers who are all about kind of introducing you to the Halloween the spirit effect. of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all of them singing this beautiful song, great score, by the way, that's normally a, a, a June and Scott thing, but without a doubt, I was oh. kind of like, Oh, Danny, this Elfman. is, this is yeah. A yeah. Danny Elfman does everything, including singing for Jack Skellington. Uh, and <laughs> So he was also, here's the trivia for it. He was also supposed to be Jack Skellington through the whole film, but oh. his line delivery was so wooden. They they brought in Chris Sarandon to do all the regular line readings and uh, they only let uh, him do the singing. So yeah, uh, yeah. Danny Elfman was supposed Hilarious. to be it for the entire film. Okay. Okay. It's wild. Wow. Yeah, um, but we, we do get introduced to that character. The character is... Uh, jack skellington the pumpkin king he is he he is the bee's knees of halloween uh, town he uh everybody he wants mayor? to be him what is he well is he, there is a no mayor. There's, there's, there's a mayor, mayor. but they, they call him fantastic. something else though of a halloween town like he's like he's like the head guy but there's a they call him something right He's a party coordinator. It, it's like the king of Halloween. <laughs> yeah, or something. It, the king. Yeah, it, it, I think it's, it's basically that. He's like supposed yeah. to be like the, the the king of Halloween. And uh, but yeah, no, I, it's I forgot about the mayor who I loved. I had to read up on some of these characters. So they did a mayor, and the reason they had him like the two faces is just because politicians are two faced. Uh, I thought it was great. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. I guess I, that was I did not pick on that. So obvious, I didn't pick it up. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but but yeah, like uh, men, if there were men in this, they want to be him. And uh, women, if there were actually women, uh, they would want to sleep with them. I mean, he he, he is everything to this town. Um, there's no wrong that he cannot uh, that he could do. Um, he he really just comes off as a character who just knows so much about Halloween and and really uh, puts the town uh, into a fervor of, of getting ready for a Halloween celebration it's it's nuts of how fast this movie really can move but it's just so much music um but what we see in the background is uh besides just the different characters we do see one character who i'm with you june um i was very surprised seeing it as an adult um we see sally 
we're not really fully introduced to Sally, but Sally is in awe of Jack. Um, just like everybody else. Everybody likes Jack. Jack Jack is just really that cool. But she she she's our first glimpse of just seeing what he's up to. Um, and she's kind of just following him. Um, she's following him because she's actually just trying to get a little bit of freedom because she, she's basically an invention of of the scientists in there, Dr. Finkelstein. Um, but is that his name? she's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. But she observes Jack um just really just getting tired of his day-to-day and of of just kind of Halloween. He he's he wants something new. He wants something different. He wants something to be excited about because so, year uh, in, year out, he's doing Halloween. Can I sing that part? I want to sing Oh, that please. By all means. Yet year after year, it's the same routine. And I grow so tired of the sound of screams. And I, Jack, the pumpkin king, have grown to tie, so tired of the same old thing. You know I'm starting off the episode with that, right? You know, <laughs> you know that's the first thing people are going to hear. There are few who deny it. What I do, I am the best. For my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. With the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms, I have seen grown men give out a shriek. With the wave of my hand in a well-placed mode, I have swept the very bravest off their feet. Yet year after year, it's the same routine, and I grow so weary of the sound of screams, and I, Jack, the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old thing. That was the beginning when he was like complaining about how he was just tired of yes. being you yeah. know doing so good at, at what he does and he's tired so it's like the second the second song i think mm. which but I, I really do want you to do some more singing i sounded like a haiku but i think the next song <laughs> you're, you're gonna crush it <laughs> i think we all should take turns sing some verse of the song yeah, i don't know the luckily I, I don't have <laughs> yeah, luckily i don't have any of the verses up and nor will i have them up yeah, yeah. And who's gonna you, top baby. who's gonna top you joey if you come on man what you will what's this what's this Oh well, don't get me. Started. Oh, which I love. I, I yeah, that that cadence was good. I was I was used to a lot of different songs. Um, but but yeah, I mean the premise basically starts there. Jack is he 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 is bored of his everyday life of being this king of Halloween. He knows what Halloween is inside and out. He's he's the shit when it comes to Halloween, and he just wishes that there's something else that he could do. Dana, did Halloween just end, or was it about to end? It, it they, just they're ended. celebrating because it's just because they just had a successful Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they're. Okay. Yes, exactly. That's the very first celebration. Is like mm-hmm. okay, we had a, you know Halloween was great, um, so now we have you know nothing else to look forward to except for Halloween again because that's kind of what Halloween Town is. As we celebrate Halloween, and you know Jack's kind of just lamenting himself. Uh, of what's going on um he kind of just warns it off to the woods and kind of just you know he 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 doesn't want to keep doing what he's doing he so he's kind of just going for a walk and and uh in a way he kind of goes i guess before he goes to a walk sally uh gets caught by dr finkelstein 
at, really at this point, Sally's not even that important, but I feel like I have to bring up Sally. One, because mm-hmm. of her popularity. And two, because this chick is, she, she's kind of hardcore. But well, So Dr. Finkelstein, yeah, Dr. Finkelstein, her inventor, her maker, basically is continually getting drugged by Sally. Poison, not this drug. She's trying to kill him. So that was a scene where she tried to escape and he chopped her arm off, right? That was one that one scene. She never really gets her arm chopped because, she, as you can see, she's sewn together. Mm. But she, she, you know, when he pulls at her arm, she has no problem letting the threads go. Yeah. Um, okay. but, but yeah, though that's freaky, the freakier part to me is she's like putting him to sleep, poisoning him with nightshade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Sally's supposed to kill Sally's people. no joke, yo. Yeah, she's Sally no is just joke, man. I, 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 to see this now is just like, what? <laughs> and this poor guy. She uh she Bill Cosby did. I mean that's that's basically <laughs> what, what is happening. She is Bill Cosbying him the whole basically, entire time. Man. Yeah, basically, that's how we I... even find out about his character. He's like, Oh, I got a headache. I can't believe you did it to me again, Sally. And it's just like what? The deadly nightshade you slipped me wore off, Sally. Let go! You're not ready for so much excitement. Yes, I am. You're coming with me! No, I'm not! Come back here, you foolie! Oh! Oh! Oh, he must love it, because I guess he keeps falling for it. Uh, um, I mean, you gotta have a fetish, maybe. I don't know. But we're talking about a character. I was about to call him a man because there's no one in this town is human, I think. Uh, this character, man, there's a scene coming up, right, where he he basically, I guess, he builds a clone of himself, a female mm-hmm. version of himself. He takes out, he opens up his head, literally. But a, he takes out brain. half of his brain and puts it in her head. I'm, this is some macabre shit going on here, man. <laughs> I'm like, would I let my son or daughter watch this? Of course, the answer is yeah, yes. For but, sure. <laughs> for sure. But but still, Without I was like, holy shit, this is some hardcore shit going on. But but please, Dana, continue. I, I, I oh, that's so great. But yeah, it's like, a, it's such a little part, but it's just so funny. Because it just takes us back to our main plot, even though that's just a side plot of, of Sally trying to escape. But we go back to our main plot of, uh, of Jack kind of finishing his song, lamenting everything of what's going on. He ends up in the woods and he sees different doors within the woods. Um, there's one that catches his attention, but for all of us who are watching, we realize it's the doors of the other holidays. We basically yes. see Thanksgiving mm-hmm. door, we see mm-hmm. Easter door, I, I had um, and now we see a, a Christmas tree. I had yeah. forgotten mm-hmm. how he ends yeah. up getting a peek into uh, what what they dubbed what Christmas Town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he, I forgot how he got there, and he, and. That was actually very clever, but go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. But he he fell right into it, right into the door. He just opened well, up the door. Well, he opened the door. Sucked it in, yeah. Okay. He did open the yeah. door. The doorknob was a Christmas ornament, which I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like a Christmas ball. Yeah. And he opens the door, but it's like some kind of wind sucked him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was with his dog Zero, who's a ghost. Yeah, by the way. Zero's a <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
So at zero, I guess being a ghost didn't get sucked in along with with the red Rudolph nose on him too. Conveniently enough, yeah, yes, of course. (laughs) Very first storyline for sure. And and I have to say that must have been Tim Burton's intentional homage to Rankin Bass, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. But uh, yeah, please let's let's go on because this it it just gets more twisted from here, doesn't it? (laughs) This is when the song comes in June. Well, well, well you, the next well, song. Yeah, song, song now, please. No, that's no, not please. That's Joe's cue to sing. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can sing all you, you want. Ready, buddy? Oh no, this is June song. This is when he, what he song is it? What's, oh, this? The what's this? Yes, is it what's okay. this? Is this part? Yeah, yeah. Yes, this really? comes, yes. so, okay. so this song is sung, I think, twice during this movie, right? During this scene, mm-hmm. yeah, like with different cadences and different lyrics. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely right, Dana. They twist it up at the end. But this is the first time we hear it. It's uh, Jack Skellington's introduction to Christmas Town and the concept of Christmas, and so he's. It's a very clever song, um, and catchy as fuck. But because it, it's been in my head since I watched this movie a couple of hours ago, yeah, it's it's like what's this? And he's looking at snow for the first time. He's looking at uh, Christmas decorations for the first time. He's looking at mm-hmm. he's never seen anything like this. All you know? colorful. Yeah, a lot of color, and and mm-hmm. um. Scott mentioned earlier about the the design of this movie, which was amazing. It really was. I mean, the attention to detail in this movie, um, and in particular Halloween Town, the the very muted colors, the, the, the a lot of darkness, a lot of high contrast lights and shadows, right? A lot mm-hmm. of creepiness in the foreground and background. You know, the way the characters are lit and they have that intense lighting like they used in uh, old horror movies, right? The old werewolf and Dracula and Frankenstein movie. And then once it hits Christmas town, it's like so bright and colorful. And it, it, it it's, you know, you get so used to seeing this Halloween uh, vibe town that when he does finally end up in this Christmas town, it's like, holy shit. It's like, I didn't even notice it till then how dark it was in, in Halloween town or whatever they called it. Uh, no, no, that was a great interlude and just of where we're at. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the next part of the story. He's exploring every single piece of Christmas Town. Um, everybody's so happy. He's wondering why they're so happy. He's seeing these little people. He's seeing these elves. He's doing the contrast of what he is used to in Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. He makes a point of going to you know the bed and seeing if there's creepy crawlies underneath the bed because in the Halloween song. In the intro there it's like yeah like there's a somebody at the bump of the night it's it's somebody underneath the bed there's somebody in the staircase but he's just like oh this is way different this this mm-hmm. is way better the grass is greener and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the thought process of where he's at what's this what's this there's color everywhere what's this there's white things in the air what's this i can't believe my eyes i must be dreaming wake up jack this isn't there what's this What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? As that's going on, um, everybody in Halloween Town is basically looking for Jack. Um, they don't know where Jack is necessarily, even though it's a very quick interlude. Um, but 
as they, you know, the mayor is kind of the first one to discover that he's not around. The mayor is like, woe is me. How can I run a town without Jack Skellington, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it, either, but... yeah, it, it, it was really funny because it's like they 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 go to that. But that whole part was probably absolutely useless. But I guess they just needed to build that up because Jack's just to be gone for a little bit for Jack to come and be like, Hey guys, look what I discovered. Look at all these different things that, that I found mm-hmm. out, uh, you know? So, Hey guys, can we do something different? Um, there's this guy, this ruler named Sandy Claus. And Sandy Claus. This is, I love yeah, Sandy Claus does all these, these amazing things. Like, you know, everybody was so happy. Everybody's so vibrant. We need to do this. Halloween town needs to take over Christmas. Um, And, you know, you guys all need to help me so we can have the best Halloween Christmas ever. Um, So it it goes into that part of the story where now Jack's imagination is all about what can we do to make Christmas happen here and for me to get Christmas everywhere because I'm so intrigued by it. It, It's it's the uh, he's the artist that has now found a muse. And that's Mm -hmm. that's really what it ends up being. Um, I think the name of the song. That shit was poetic, bro. Damn. <laughs> shit's, shit's deep when it comes to Jack Skellington. Damn, son. Damn. Um, um I, I, if I may interject, I think this is the scene where absolutely. they have the like the, the, the town meeting, right? When he calls yes, like yeah. he has to he has share a big what bag he bag of presents or something. He has a big bag full of Christmas stuff in it. Yeah. So what I love he, the most about this scene is that this is when you get a really good look at the town folk, right? Because mm-hmm. they're all there in one place. There's some fucked up characters in this Halloween town, man. There's he's he's there's one scene that's brilliantly shot and it's from his perspective and he's walking he's of course it's in the middle of whatever song he's singing but he's walking in the middle aisle right to towards his audience the townsfolk of this town and you're getting you know he's twisting his head and you're getting his vision and you get a good look at these characters man you know Tim Burton man he is twisted he's a twisted mind and and thank god that he turned his efforts and attention to animation and movies because hands down, this guy would have been a serial killer. Otherwise, (laughs) seriously, he he is not well, but I mean that in the best way, it's a compliment, Mr. Burton. So don't take it personally. If you ever hear this, Um, it's with mad respect that I say you have some fucked up vision, man, that no, I've never Mm. seen anyone else depict characters like this there's one character sitting in the audience and it's a quick scene right and i have to mention this because it's a, it's a it's a, a a prime example of of his twisted mind jack skellington is a character sitting down in the audience and it's just some character that's just kind of melting he's like liquefying right before our eyes and jack skellington dips his finger in his face like he's an ice cream cone, man. It's like bloop, and he just has a drop of this guy's face in his hand. And I'm like, that's some twisted. How do you come up with this stuff? It's crazy. And, oh, Jesus Christ. Let's go on. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep interrupting as we go along. <laughs> as you should. I, I mean, I, I, and I think this is definitely a good turn for somebody else, but I mean, we're we're at the part where Jack is all about the obsession. He's just obsessed with just trying to recreate it. Um, he actually goes to the doctor and um, you know, he's he he goes and sees Sally's inventor of just like, hey, you know, can I borrow some of your stuff so he could 
analyze the ornaments. He could, you know, analyze all the different Christmas things that he saw, um, you know, how did his sleigh get pulled? What were the creatures that did it? And then that's when he starts recruiting everybody for different parts of it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. asking Sally to make his suit, asking, you know, all these different people to do uh, the different parts. Hey, I have a toy. Like, hey, is the toy meant to be like this? Sure. You know, workshop it. <laughs> um, you know, the the, the song, he, he, he says like, hey, I heard this song. He's playing Jingle Bells, but then all of a sudden they basically play Jingle Bells in a funeral tone. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. and, 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 that was awesome. You know, he, he's, oh, he's you know, he's really, really obsessed with it. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, a, a big part of, of what this is. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think uh, the last part before I swing it over is just my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Sally, once again, is trying to get close to Jack and she is now poisoned a correction she didn't poison him yet but she she makes a soup because she has to make a soup to take care of her inventor and mm -hmm. by now he's only been drugged 10 15 30 times for all we know <laughs> and, and he's finally wised up to it and frog's breath is supposed to be this potion where it's like hey frog's breath you could definitely mask stuff but uh she gives him the soup He's like, you got to try it first. She has a spoon with holes in it. She mm -hmm. pretends to sip it, give it to him. And once again, this motherfucker gets roofied. Like, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Best part of, of this movie is just like, man, I am, I, I am so surprised. I, I really enjoyed how she did it, too. Because she had a spoon with holes in it. Because he tells yeah. her, bitch, you try it first. You know, I don't, I, I'm wise to your plan already. You know, I... I and you know, she drops the, his spoon drops to the ground and she replaces it with another spoon and pretends to try it. She's like, mm, delicious, whatever. And and of course he dives in. Like he just dove his head into that bowl and we know what happens after that. Who well, I think uh, the one thing is that everyone in the, in Halloween Town all bought in bought into this. They want to do, yeah, they want to do whatever Jack says, and they mm -hmm. want to do Christmas. Except for Sally. Sally's the one like, no, no, this is not a good idea. You know, we mm -hmm. we this is not what you should be doing. And but Jack won't listen to her. Jack's not like paying attention to her. He doesn't he doesn't care. But she she's the one that's convinced like this is not a good idea. This, now, we now, shouldn't be doing this. Now, why wasn't she with the plan? Because there was a scene where she had like some kind of object in, in her hand that turned into a little Christmas tree. And then it yeah. just kind of it burned up. Cause yeah, she saw a vision. She, she saw it all burn up in flames and she's, she thinks that this is not going to go right, oh. which she, she's kind of right. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't want to do it. She has premonitions is, is, is pretty much what it is. It's like, I gotcha. it's a premonition that, that Christmas is going to go bad. Okay. So was this a scene when he, uh, assign those kids to go kidnap the Sandy Claus. Yeah, right around here. I think you're right. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Why, why don't you tell us about that scene? In the song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Joe, great. sing, us, in, sing in, us that scene, Joe. So, is, is, is there any other way? He wants, so basically he wants to um, uh, the kids to go bring the Santa Claus. And the idea was it was a very good intention. He just wanted the Santa Claus to have a, a, a break from this Christmas because he is so joyful that he wants to do it himself. He wants to become a Sandy Claus 
And that's why he had Sally make the the outfit for him. But she's he persisting that insists that you are not Santa Claus. You are the king, the pumpkin king. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's he refused to to acknowledge that. But he's remained uh you know stern about being a Santa Claus. And then the kids actually went into the Christmas town. Knock uh, and now it's kind well, of like not yet. No, oh, Joe, that, they, that, they, that, they, that. they get the wrong person the first time. Yeah, they kidnapped oh, the wrong yes. <laughs> kidnapped the wrong holiday first. By the way, do you guys see who one of the kids were? Yeah, I, I guess Paul Rubens, yeah. Pee Wee's uh, Pee Wee's one of the kids. Really? I didn't wow. even mm-hmm. pick on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. How, how can you tell the face? Oh IMDB, let me know. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was the voice. He was one of the voice. Oh. And yeah, and the, and the, the voice okay, the of Sally is uh, Catherine O'Hara. Uh, you, 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 yeah, yeah, mom really? from Home that's... Alone. Yep, she's uh, she's Sally. Oh, oh wow. Or woman from, like woman from Beetlejuice. Woman from Beetlejuice. Shit's Creek. Yeah, she's uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah, okay. Tim Burton oh, so... has a good way of sticking to the cast. Uh, mm-hmm. People he, he sure worked does. with. I'm surprised Johnny Depp wasn't in this one. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, June, you want to carry on? You not really, that. but if I no. must, uh, no, no, I'll be glad to. I just don't know where we're at. So, I mean, um, they, they pick up so the wrong, they wrong after, they pick, after they pick, up, pick the, up the Easter, the, the Easter bunny, Easter right? bunny yeah. go back, but they do eventually get Santa. Now, now these three kids, man, he picked the wrong <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he did yeah. not know because he seemed to know everyone in town, right? But he must have known what these kids were like. These are some evil kids. Um, they do end up uh getting Santa. And they, the way they bring him in, man, it was so fucked up. I mean, they, they basically have him in a big, like, trash bag. And they mm-hmm. wheel him in, in. What was it that they wheeled him in? in? It, was, it, was, it was something. I forgot oh. what it was. It, it, it was that crazy, like, bathtub with legs. Yes, it was like, a, it, a bathtub yeah. with yeah. legs that walked. It looked so <laughs> bizarre. And, and I'll be honest with you, even Santa himself, Everything in this movie, it, it, it reeks of Tim Burton. You know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, Tim Burton's actual art. He's quite the artist. And this movie is pure, t- unfiltered Tim Burton. And even his version of Santa looks warped. You know, it's like everything in this movie is not right. There, There is not a straight line in this movie um, mm-hmm. until you hit Christmas Town. Right where things look more normal, it's it's the world that we're familiar with, right? Halloween Town, mm-hmm. there is not a straight line. All the architecture is twisted, is it's nothing. It, it it doesn't make sense whatsoever, and and it's very much Tim Burton's vision. It, all of his art. I think there's actually an exhibit going on now as we speak. It might be over by now, but I think it was on the West Coast, and of his art, of all his sketches that for all his films, because he does a lot of preliminary sketches. And I would really, after watching this film, I would really love to cast that exhibit. So if anybody on the West Coast is able to go and send me a ticket, mm-hmm. by all means, uh, <laughs> I'll send you how good was its address. And please. <laughs> so after the scene, and uh, Jack Skellington has everybody in a fervor about Christmas. He's really sold it to them and they're working hard. They're they're prepping the town. They're making bizarre toys. It's it's Everything's a twisted version of what we know to be Christmas rituals. Um, they're doing it their way because they don't know any better, um, including Jack Skellington, right? And throughout all this, <clears throat> you have Sally, who's trying to 
tell him that it's this is not the right way to go about Christmas. You have the wrong idea. Um, mm -hmm. But he's not trying to hear it. He's so caught up in bringing Christmas to Halloween Town and being that guy, that head of Christmas, that he's like, whatever, bitch. You know, <laughs> like, please leave me alone. I got my Santa suit. Um, and all he was missing was one thing, which was a hat, which he took Santa's actual hat. Now, where we see Santa dick, Claus end up, move. yeah, yeah, very dick move, <laughs> for real. Um, where we see Santa end up, and this is um, who Dana attested to in the first half of this episode. I totally forgot about this character. And when we discussed the characters in the first half of this episode, I was like, who are they talking about? I don't remember this character. And once he came on and you heard his voice. Yeah. And the, I was like, man, Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> you walking on thin ice, brother. <laughs> like, like, come on, bro. Well, well, well. What have we here? Santa Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> You're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. He was an into what was his name? Boogie Woogie. Boogie Woogie. Mm -hmm. Boogie Woogie. Yeah. Boogie Woogie Boogie the Boogie Man. Boogie oh, Woogie. Yeah. I call him Boogie Woogie. See, Oogie. I don't even know what the hell. <laughs> the kids <laughs> drop him off at Boogie Woogie's or whatever his name is. <laughs> and and this character just has his way with Santa. Like, I was afraid for Santa because I didn't know what to expect. W what I did love about that scene, when we see uh, his lair, this character's lair, everything went neon. Everything went black light. You know, um, everything was looked through with that black light effect that we get through through certain lamps and things were like fluorescent and neon and it, it was a very clever way to portray his lair and 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 to give it an even if possible an even spookier effect than what we've already witnessed in this halloween town and he chained santa up like he chains him up like a stuffed pig man like 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 a lechon like he's gonna feed on mm -hmm. him eventually in the meanwhile jack skellington is in full santa mode He's ready to go to Christmas Town and become Santa Claus. Um, but he's missing one thing, right? And of course, this is where that strong reference to what uh Rankin Bastard was Rudolph the Red Red Nosed Reindeer comes in. He takes his dog Zero, who has a bright, flashy red nose, and he's like, Hey, you're the leader of my my skeleton reindeer crew. Yeah. Cause his reindeer were skeletons. Mm -hmm. This is a fucked up movie, man. <laughs> this is a bizarre uh, only, movie. Yeah, uh, only good reindeer is a dead reindeer. Is what oh, I always damn. say. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you and Santa both. I think. Uh, yeah, Santa. We. I think we established he was eating reindeer and uh, Rudolph the reindeer, red nosed reindeer. So yeah, I think. Well, he, here we he, go. He doesn't see, care for me either. We see what happened to uh, Rudolph's dad, daughter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but he, but you know, he was still working. <laughs> still flying yeah right gotta work so now that uh jack skellington has a uh, his dog zero leading the way um he makes his way to christmas town 
with and his he, fucked up toys. No, no, he, does he get no, no, the no. I think he, he already has he all his toys. To, he went to pass out the gift now. At this yeah, point. yeah, because he th they've been making toys. They've been making their own what they think are toys and yes. yeah so they have a bag they have all their stuff they're going to give out yeah yeah but does he go to christmas time i don't That's think so no like, yeah. he just yeah he just takes off so Is he went real world or, or he went yeah he went to the real world and passed out mm -hmm. gift yeah and i remember there was one scene when he first passing out this gift to this little boy Mm -hmm. And he and he was like, "You uh, are you naughty or nice or something like that, right?" And he he's like, he, "What's he, your name?" He's like, oh, <laughs> "Yeah, here." <laughs> the kid was crapping his pants. Yeah, I mean, that, the kid I was like, this is the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah. This is uh, is. this this is, is. Uh, this is the one scene I remembered. Uh, Joe, do you want to say what finds uh, what? The, a head, a shrinking head? Yeah, yes. yeah. His parents, his parents are right behind him, and they're like, "Oh, what did Santa get you?" And he all he does is turn and pull the head up. And, sh and show the the shrunken yes. head, uh, and that's how the scene ends. And then that's when that's what they call the police station. Uh, complain about well, yeah. well he delivers yeah, a few does. more gifts. They show yeah. him delivering a few yeah. more gifts, and then eventually they cut to the police station, and they start getting all these calls about this skeleton. But but you um, know, to to uh, Jack, this is like he's thinking he's doing the good deed. He was happy. Oh yeah, he was singing. He was enjoying this yeah. passing out gifts. You know. They're Boy. firing on him, and uh, he he thinks it's fireworks at first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They pull the military <laughs> on him, firing him at him in the sky, and he has explosions around him. He's like, "Oh, look!" They. I love that there was a scene there too. But before they start firing on him, they want to see him, and they they put searchlights. And he mm -hmm. thinks it's, he thinks they're trying to help him. <laughs> like, 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 he's like, yeah. oh, look, they're providing light, you know, so we can yeah. do our thing. And, and you go, you, you can't help as macabre as these characters are. They were actually, and especially with Jack Skellington, you got to help. It was very endearing that, that he mm -hmm. was so clueless about Christmas that he thought he was doing the right thing. It wasn't at all. And no point during the film did I ever get that he was like, there was any kind of malicious intent. He was trying to bring some fun, you know. He was trying to do something mm -hmm. new, but we'll get into that later. Because meanwhile, well, he gets he gets shot down. He gets shot down but hard, we gotta go back man. to the Santa Claus first. Sure. Uh, oh, yes. When he do... when he got sucked into the the pipe down to hell, is it hell? Well, no. This is he's in boogie. He's in oogie boogie. Yeah. Oogie boogie yeah. boogie slayer. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Who who's a gambler is pretty much what we find out. Like, I mean, mm. oh yeah, that it big was like, uh, dice, oh, tossing cards. dice. <laughs> roulette like he's just that's just what he does it seems like he's just playing with people's lives so yes that's where oh, we're at yeah. go ahead and but, how did sally get uh, caught into this trap and then oh, how did she she's trying up? to she's trying to break him out she knows the santa's yeah. captured she knows he needs, she okay. needs to get him out of there she she wants to save christmas she knows jackson was screw up christmas no. so she mm -hmm. she takes her rips her own leg off and leaves it to try to entice oogie boogie oh. over to her while she's gonna try to uh say uh mm -hmm. rescue santa but it all so it, it all falls apart, and he <laughs> the, he ends up tying up both of them. Scott, How does it fall apart, Scott? You <laughs> just said that. that. You just said that, man. It's like yeah, there are certain lines in life that you never thought you were ever going to leave your mouth. She mm -hmm. ripped her leg off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like like when did you ever think you were ever going to form that sentence? And she rips off her hands and uses them to go down to untie uh, Santa as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, she uh she she's pretty handy like that, but they. <laughs> oh, it, it, man. That's, uh, part of so, the pun. Pun intended. Okay. Yeah. Sally, yeah. Sally's for the streets, man. That's yeah. But yeah, Sally ends up getting caught. It yeah. doesn't work out. And uh, yeah, she's chained up to uh, 
a table spinning. overlooking a cauldron, right? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah, right next to a cauldron. Mm -hmm. But yeah, at the same time Jack gets shot down, Jack's realized he's ruined Christmas, right? All, mm -hmm. the, all the boys and girls are crying. They didn't get their presents. Santa's not coming. And mm -hmm. he's got to go back. He's realized he's got to go get Santa. He's got to go back and see if Santa can save the day for him. So he heads back to Halloween town. Yeah, right before there's a little clip when 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 uh when they do shoot uh Jack Skellington down from the sky in the I guess what passes for the real world, right? But um, there's a little clip right when he's he's caused all this chaos, and the police is inundated with calls. Um, but there's a clip where you see like people in their homes putting furniture and blocking their oh, chimneys yes. to keep Turn Jack Skellington from coming in. And I found that so <laughs> hilarious. Like, like the way it was done, it was brilliant. Yeah. From here, where do we go? I mean, we're, we're, we're basically at the end of the film. Yeah. Jack's yeah, back to, to, to save them back to rescue uh, Sally and uh, Santa. They're about to get dropped into the, the hot cauldron. Jack comes down and confronts uh, Oogie Boogie, fights him. You know, Oogie Boogie throws a whole bunch of stuff out. Jack kind of gets by it and eventually uh, grabs a thread from Oogie Boogie. I guess we didn't really describe him before. Mm -hmm. Is this like, I don't know, almost like a starfish in a burlap sack. You know, yeah, he's yeah. just like right. a weird looking, like a gingerbread man, almost looking like in a, in a, in a sack. And uh, Jack pulls the, the thread of his, his burlap sack and he is all bugs. He's just mm -hmm. all insects and they all fall down and they fall in the cauldron. They fall and just like melt on the ground, right? And, and the yeah, majority of them fall in the cauldron. Yeah, yeah majority yeah. of them fall in the cauldron. <laughs> except you see one where uh, Santa takes out his anger on yeah. his captor. Step on it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Power stomp. Yeah. Yeah. Santa, Santa was pretty pissed, dude. I you know, know like, like as he left, he was like, like you know, Jack Skellington saves and whatever, and he's like, oh shit, I'm sorry, Santa, I fucked up your, <laughs> your thing. It was like, he's like, you know, fuck you, I could still save Christmas. Yeah, I'm Santa. I'm Santa. Yep. You know, yep. I know what I'm doing. Forgive me, Mister Claus. I'm afraid I've made a terrible mess of your holiday. Bumpy sleigh ride, Jack. The next time you get the urge to take over someone else's holiday, I'd listen to her. She's the only one who makes any sense around this insane asylum. Skeletons. I hope there's still time. To fix Christmas? Of course there is. I'm Santa Claus. Um, and Santa leaves. We see him zoom out and leaves. Uh... And save Christmas. <laughs> and save Christmas. He goes, well, we don't see him save Christmas. You know, we don't have to see it. It's all about uh, Jack Skellington, but he... I think you see bad. some of it, right? Because he replaces the presents. Like, he takes away some of the evil presents yeah. and puts oh, the right. real presents yes, down. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. you see a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And from here, what what are the final scenes then? I think Sally and Jack kind of like... Finally, Jack, like, notices Sally. Yes. And they finally... Yeah. He's 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 totally ignored her the entire film. Had nothing to do with her. Now mm -hmm. now he's into Sally all of a sudden. So yeah. she should really poison his ass too. <laughs> <laughs> well, she could do better. Like... Santa would be better for Sally. I, I think they would be a much better what? couple. A <laughs> <laughs> reindeer eating motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like something she would be into. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess oh. yeah. That's the finalization of this movie. Jack Skeleton kind of learns his lesson. I guess, you know, the main crux of this film is that, that right? What's the meaning of Christmas? I don't know what this film... What, what is the meaning of this film? It, it, to me, it's like, don't try? Or I, I'm, I'm not sure what the <laughs> meaning of the film is. I, I don't know the great moral story. Stick to what you know. Be, yeah, no, yeah. Don't, don't be, be, be yourself. 
Yeah, be, yeah, be yourself. So, be, uh, I think it's more like, hey, kids, don't try. You know, if there's something you really want to do, don't worry about it. You know, let, let other people do it. Let, 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 let the people, the old the old white man, keep on doing what they're doing is, yeah. what, is, what it, is, is really is what Is that the lesson is. of this movie? I, I, I believe yeah, so. Stick to what okay. works, damn it. Yeah, but that's that's uh, the nightmare before Christmas in a nutshell. Yeah. I got to say, you know, where as I, as I let the cat out of the bag in the first half of this episode, we are following going into the new year with our Tim Burton month. We're going to do a month of Tim Burton month. And so I was hoping that this would be a good segue into that. You know, it felt natural. I was like, you know, it's it's the ending of the Christmas classics, but it's still Tim Burton. It's whatever. We were hoping it was a Tim Burton directed movie, but it was not. But yeah, it was it's not. So <laughs> yet again, how good was it fails yet again. <laughs> um, but hey, we got close. Man, uh, should we just go into how good was it, or do we want to go over anything else? Yeah, I mean, really, film? you know, it was a hit. It made eighty-seven million dollars at the box office. Uh, really, you know, budget was only eighteen million. It took three years to make it. It took a uh, hundred animators uh, three years to make it. My so goodness. it, yeah, it uh, it was not. This is probably why Tim Burton did not direct it. He was like, uh, <laughs> he knew. <laughs> I don't got time for this shit. Yeah. I, I, I got th- three Henry, years. I can make my millions. <laughs> uh, Henry, this is all on you. Yeah, I'll yes. give you everything. You know, and what I'll was the, the budget? Story. Eighteen million. Eighteen million. Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty low for three years and hundreds of people. Involved. Yeah, I, that's what. What are you paying? I mean, really, you're just paying for them the, the art of, of all of it, isn't it? You're not paying for sets and all this other stuff. I mean, that's it's true. Not, yeah. That's true. But I mean, they did a, an amazing job. I mean, the yeah. look of this movie. I, mm-hmm. I, um, it is a great, striking movie. It's a strike. Yeah, that's the word for it. Striking. It's 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 just incredibly done. Yeah. It puts those Rankin Bass holiday specials to shame. I mean, those were great in their day, but this just elevated that whole stop motion look, looking animation thing. They, it's just incredible, and that paired with. Tim Burton's design sense. Jesus Christ, what a combo. So the look and feel of this movie was exemplary. There, there, there was nothing like it. And I dare say probably not much like it since. I think that's... Well, are you familiar with this director's other stuff? So he he did like uh, James in the in the giant peach. That was great. Okay. Yeah, he, he yeah. has a, a very unique style, which is very similar to this. I have to pull up his other movies, but... Gosh. He just did a is one it, with is... T and Peel that just came out recently too. That was pretty good. Which one was that? Freaking Weenie. <laughs> There's Freaking Weenie Bride, daughter. Like what is it? Wife, the bride okay. one. I can't remember. He is known for oh, uh, Caroline, uh, Coraline. He did that. Okay. Yeah, 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 James that and the Giant really Peach. Uh, Wendell and Wild was that movie that um with uh, okay. T and Peel that I've never yeah. seen. Okay. Yeah, written That's by uh, by Jordan Peel. Gotcha. I got to look that one up then. But yeah, man, I, I'm sure for the time that this came out, you know, it was something very new, very so visually striking, like like Scott said. Do you guys want to go into how good was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm so right, Dana's yeah. up. Always got to go first in front of the class. You know, not, not Dana. <laughs> yeah. let, let we go, we go youngest to we oldest. We go age oh, order. I, <laughs> you don't. Well, have it's to. Like, 
Don't be swayed no, by no. Scott, man. He goes, <laughs> no, no. This, this is the way we do it. We do it the same oh, way oh, every oh, time. What is this, the Mandalorian? This yes, is the way. I, like, I, I am a stickler for our tradition. <laughs> okay, David, Scott's a headliner. I'm, I'm a roadie. You know, I gotta come out. <laughs> oh, first. wow. I'm telling you, class is worse. I have <laughs> never have anything to say at the end of this. You guys have said everything by the time I my it's my turn. Well, that's why I, I always I always don't have to work as hard. See, Dana, I always consider it. I I always say less. So. I could save some stuff for Scott oh, to see. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Very well, shit. Let me just ruin thing. Scott's take then. <laughs> Scott knows I'm long-winded. That's what it is. So he <laughs> saves me right before him. And that's, you know, but yeah, go, Dana, go. Man, how good was it? Uh, this movie, I, I, and the first part, I, I really thought that it's because it really been a long time since I watched this movie. I fully came in just completely low expectations and Mr. Negative Nancy because I was like, I, I'm sure I'm, I can't hold up to some of my childhood memories because I do want to say the last time I watched this, I had to have been well into elementary school for sure. And, uh, you know, now, you know, uh, damn near 40, it, it's like it, there's no way that stuff is going to be able to carry too well. So I, I definitely came in with low expectations and, and negative expectations. Um, when it started, I was even kind of like, the music is crazy. And I was like, man, there's there's a lot of music in this. But I mean, the more and more I watched it, the more and more I was entertained. I was entertained by just hearing the lyrics, um, looking at all the details, which is huge for this movie to really enjoy it, in my opinion. Um, looking at the uh, at the nightshade, looking at the frog's breath, looking at all these little details of how we could poison each other was really, really big <laughs> for me. But overall, this this movie, um, it, it really was a, an experience. I, I could see um, in the first part, Scott was like, yeah, this is basically training wheels for uh, for kids to get into Tim Burton projects. And, and I felt that was the case. Um, I, I knew it was going to be eccentric and it lived up to it. Um, but it, it really was this good thing of just imagination and just really, really just peeling off from your everyday thing that you see. I, and I really thought that uh, though we don't know what the moral of the story is in this, I, I would say <laughs> the big overarching part of this was um, it's okay to be different. And, and that's exactly what I felt like this brought to the table for any kid that would just sit and watch this. Um, as an adult, even though it's not geared towards me, I, I think I was just blown back by just how entertaining this really was. And just to really just sit and look into all these lyrics of just like, oh, I didn't hear those lyrics when I was younger. Oh, I didn't catch every single bar here. Overall, how good was it? This was very good. Um, I, you know what? I, I would say this is this is a great movie. I, I, I was still pleasantly surprised that this held well so, so well for me 30 years later. Very, very good movie. And I, I think everything about it was done well from the cast, the voice, and truly that score and the singing. Great movie. I, I would recommend anybody to watch this. Wow. wow. Yeah. Right, Joe AP, yeah. you are up. Top back, oh, shoot. I'm going to be like Russell Simmons. Thanks for coming out. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually wasn't really interested in this movie to from the beginning. Like, I never saw this movie because I was I had no interest in it just because of you know the I didn't know anything much about it. 
nobody talks about it in my circle. So I, after a while, just forget about the movie. It's, it's funny because I was in the middle of the, the movie, Elle, walked, Elle came home and she goes, oh, I know that movie. You know, she started telling me all about the, the movie. So she she watched it before and she she liked it. And she's like, and she thought it was a good movie. And I was impressed. The, this movie, to me, it was like a breath of fresh air about Christmas, you know, because the Christmas, if you, if, you know, we've seen it in the same, you know, trend, happy, joy, happy, happy Christmas story, kind of, you know, like you, you, you always expect that the ending to be this, the, the same way. And, but this movie started out differently. It has different tone to the movie. Uh, it started out dark. It's you know, it started out as if it was Christmas, and um, you know, like like Dana said, um, you know, going in the, the first if, at the beginning, it was I wasn't really, I was co- sort of confused if this is how this has become a Christmas movie, and then as the movie go uh, further, and I understand and realize that you know, there's about uh, Jack. To sum up, sum up the blue eye samurai, uh, I I I find it uh, it's uh, sort of lesson learned that you know you 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 good at what you do and stick with what you yeah don't you, try new things you know don't try hard I got it uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that way but I'm if if you are meant to do this certain thing you yeah. should you know it's you very stay um, in the same line keeps keeps the people uh, in order well, I get it. It is a traditional way of practice in a way in in in, in certain culture, you know, mm-hmm. like Japanese, uh, uh, especially in Asian part of the world. It, it's sort of have that kind of meaning to it. So um, but at the end, it was very good, you know, um, where the white man saved the day. You're right. Yeah. The white guy saved the day. Yeah, <laughs> and Christmas was somehow saved and it was, you know, a well ending. I guess. Oh, okay. okay. So, how good was it, Joe? It was good. I didn't think it compared to at the beginning of the movie. I or before I even watched it, I had the low expectation. But I don't mind the music. I don't mind uh, you know the song throughout the um, the movie, and uh, it was it was fine. I'm fine with that. And um, I say it was pretty good. All right, Jim. That was too much for me to speak. <laughs> you okay? You tired, Joe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take take it easy, Joe. You you did well. You Drink did some well. more wine. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. I just got tempted to sing that. What's this song? Because I can't get it on you my have to, head. You have to. What's this? Jesus, what's what's this? this? It's it's time for June's review. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna edit that out really quick. <laughs> um, awesome. really, you have a voice, the stage voice, dude. You, you I have, have the performance. The voice fire. of a five foot spick midget okay that's exactly what you see is what you get that's that's what i got a little bald midget voice okay so um much like dana and joe i went into this with low expectations i i i did watch this movie back in the day and we we figured out that that it was early 90s and i can confirm that because at that time i was a young adult i was a struggling artist slash musician I had no money. I lived in a little studio apartment in Harlem. And all I did was freelance graphics and I got high all day. <laughs> and so I, there was a lot of movies from that period that are a blur to me because I was high. Because <laughs> that's all I did all day was get high and I'd leave the house and do gigs with my band. 
That's the only reason I left the house. So, so really good for the Christmas special, June. Keep, yes. keep on going. This is yes. this is good. Yes, <laughs> this is what you want to hear for a Christmas. Special. Classic Christmas, baby. Classic Christmas. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Christmas. Stick what you know how. Get high. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Lesson learned. The reason I say that is because I'm I'm explaining why I don't didn't remember this movie too well because I know I had watched it, but I didn't remember this movie too well. And like I said in the first half, um, in my day job. We handle uh, licensed properties, and this is one of them. Uh, this is Disney, of course, and we handle a lot of Disney properties. And I've always been surprised at how this movie is still being pushed, how, how the, this is still being merchandised like crazy. And I'm like, why? What is it about this movie? As I mentioned earlier today, uh, I'm sorry, in the first half of this episode as well, uh, my oldest sister, who I'm very close with, and she's like... I've never seen a fan of a, of this movie like her. She loves this movie. She loves this movie. She could watch it repeatedly. She loves. She knows all the songs. I mean, she loves this movie. So I was very intrigued by watching it again. And upon watching it, the first thing that struck me, as I said earlier, was how visually macabre it is. And how, yes, it is a movie for kids. Because I remember being a kid, eight, nine, ten years old, and you're in, you are into sh weird shit. You're into seeing unsettling stuff. You know, the world is still new, and you. I, I know if I would have seen this movie when I was eight, nine, ten, or whatever it is, I would have loved it. I would have adored this movie because it was just so weird and off the cuff, uh, not off the cuff, but but off kilter. I, I should say that's a better term. Upon revisiting this movie, just like Dana and Joe said, I had low expectations. And I think that's why I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Like, like I, I found myself very entertained. My wife came home from work, just like Joe AP's uh, woman said. She said, oh, you know, this. she did the same thing. Oh, I love this movie. I've watched mm -hmm. it like a million times. And I'm like, holy shit. But I see why. Not only is it visually striking, as Scott put so well earlier, the characters are very endearing. You 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 give a shit about what happens to Jack Skellington. You you your heart kind of goes out for him because he's trying to do good. He's trying to do something cool. He's trying to be yeah yeah. I mean, part of it is he's kind of a he's there's a little bit of ego, you know, because he's already the man in Halloween Town. He's the Pumpkin King. So really, what does he have to do? He doesn't have to. He's already a rock star, right? Where he's from. But he wanted to bring something new into this world. I I'd like I like to put it as I guess it was his gift to Halloween Town, right? He wanted to give something new to his people. Um, that being said, the characters are very endearing, and this movie is a testament to Tim Burton's insane imagination. Thank God his outlet became animation and movies. Thank God, because we would have had another Ted Bundy on our hands easily, man. <laughs> this man is bugged the fuck out. <laughs> for lack of a better term and god bless him for it because i think that's why he makes such good films um how good was this movie for me I, i'm very tempted to say damn good and i thought i would but i don't know there's something about it to me that is just like hmm <laughs> and i think it, it goes back to we're not sure what exactly the lesson is in this movie because it seems to be leading up to some kind of lesson right like we're going to learn something, but we really don't. Um, so it, it's it's kind of mixed messages in this movie. And that's the only drawback to this movie I, that I could see. You know, if I have to nitpick, how good was the movie for me? It was very good. 
I, I'm going to watch this movie again. I'm probably going to watch this movie again very soon. I'm going to become a freaking Nightmare Before Christmas zombie like my sister. You're going to come visit my apartment next time and it's going to be full of Jack Skellington shit because I fell in love with the movie. I really did. It was a very good movie. Kudos to Tim Burton. I'm glad. This, this made me sure that going into our Tim Burton month next week, because I can't plug in enough, now I'm so eager to get into that month to explore some of his back catalog. Because there's a lot of movies that, of his that I haven't seen in ages. And now, just like this one, I'm like so intrigued. I'm like, okay, I, I want to see what kind of reaction I'm going to have to the movies we're going to watch in January. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Go, Scott. Wow. Since you're so excited, maybe I'll change my Tim Burton movie to Planet of the Apes. But well, oh, we'll see. Well, 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 well. Please don't do that. <laughs> I, I want to cleanse this. your palate a little bit. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're too high on, on Tim Burton all of a sudden. I, um, <laughs> no, I think I started this episode by saying I remember seeing this movie and not liking it. Um, you know, I saw it a long time ago. I saw it in the theater. never rewatched it. I just thought it was, you know, watching it, it wasn't for me. And um, and revisiting it, I still don't think it's for me. It, you know, this movie... <laughs> This movie is is beautiful. I, I I really appreciate the art. I think I could watch this movie without the sound on and enjoy this movie. Um, I don't like musicals. I don't like this many songs. There was 10 songs in this and well, a couple more catchy and I remembered some of them. I don't want it. It bores me. It, I, I'm bah humbug. I'm sorry, but it, it really, I it takes me out of the movie and plot there's not much plot to this yeah this is this is a movie that um that i think if i saw this movie as a kid i would feel the same way i felt about rudolph the red-nosed reindeer which i gave it a good just for the fact i think just on nostalgia you know it was it was entertaining enough but it was more because of nostalgia i grew up watching it as a kid and as a movie it was it wasn't particularly good and i think if i saw this movie at 10 years old, I, I would have the exact same feelings about it as I did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, I'm going to give it, how good was it? I'm going to give it a good just because of the vision, the artistic vision, but it's not for me and it, it probably shouldn't be for me. This, this is a kid's movie to me. This is, as a kid, this is the kind of movie I would have loved to see. You know, I, I like the darker, I like the darker images, but as an adult, I was just like, ah. Eh. It's okay. You know, it, it's fine. Um, I'm glad it was an hour and 10 minutes long. If it was an hour and a half long, you, yeah, I, there's no way. I, I, I would definitely hate it. Scott, you're fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, how good was it? I, I'm going to give it a good, but I'm going to say I'm giving it a good on artistic merit and not on content. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, he needs his goth, not in a musical form. So I, yes. I can understand. If, if Robert Smith would have, instead of uh, uh, Oingo Boingo guy, uh, Danny Elfman would have done the score for this, maybe I'd be a little more into it. Straight the cure. Uh, yeah, hey, all listen, the cure all the time. I'm a huge cure fan. I would have loved that to know it. So I had no problems with that. Wow. So, okay. So let me ask you this, Scott. Mm -hmm. How do you feel in going into our Tim Burton month? Does this, does this, oh, does this make you lose when... hope? 
No, no, I I know I love a lot of his movies. Now okay. I really have not rewatched most of his movies, so it'll be interesting. But Same for me, you know, I, to me, I think Planet of the Apes is where he takes a, a right turn to to Ooh, to, to Bad Jesus. Town. I'm not sure if he has anything good after Planet of the Apes, but before Ooh. that, I think it's man, it's one. And by the way, this is not a directed uh, Tim Burton film, so it this doesn't is true. Count. So he, I think he could do no wrong. From the late 80s through most of the 90s so we know what we do need to do i think we should rank the movies this month we we've watched four movies this month and i think we should you know give our order from best to worst here that's a very good idea do you want to start it off scott uh yeah i can uh joe i know you didn't see rudolph the red-nosed reindeer but i'm sure you've seen that before as well i know you didn't no. listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I, <laughs> I did not watch that movie Okay, I've well, seen the bits and pieces of it. But okay, no. well, yeah, then, then you, know, I'm sure you rank it high. So for me, um, I'm going to say that, of course, Trading Places is the best movie of the month. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe picked it. Now I think it's very cl- close with Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins is going to be my number two. I, I love Gremlins. Wow. I, I, I really enjoyed the hell out of that movie. It, it, to me, maybe this is my. Um, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, I did see that movie probably about the age, of, you know, that I was just talking about. I should have saw a Nightmare for Christmas. So maybe that's why I love Gremlins so much. But um, I'm going to give Gremlins two. I'm going to give Nightmare Before Christmas three. I'm going to put it over uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer just on artistic uh, vision, you know. And uh, Rudolph, I'll give it a four. Gotcha. Wow. Who wants to go next? Dana, Joe? Uh, sure. Dana should go. I, I don't think I can give a fair, 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 major. I'm not sure what you said, so please go, Dana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't understand what he said, so I took it as disrespect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I, uh, I respect your listing, Scott. No, you do not. <laughs> You're right. I don't respect anything about you, <laughs> I think Scott. I think yours is the reverse <laughs> order. I think yours is probably the reverse order. Well, I, I'm just trying to... Mm. I, I, I guess it, it's weird because I, I think about what I said on this podcast, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go out of order of what I kind of said on this podcast. It's tough between The Nightmare Before Christmas and um, Trading Places for me, actually. I, I, I think I'm... I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that uh it's one A and one B, but um uh, just Dana, for... only one of them has boobs in it. So we we you vote for the way you, you're gonna vote when you put it that way. <laughs> so Jamie Lee Kurt I, I I will be controversial and Jamie Lee's Curtis's boobs will be uh two. I'm gonna go nightmare wow. before Christmas at one. I was talking um, about Sally's boobs, by the way. I wasn't talking about Jamie <laughs> Curtis, but okay. Hey, Sally's ahead. boobs are detached. <laughs> that, that is right. I, I, I like I like my boobs with more stitches on it. You know what yes. I mean? Um <laughs> so I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Nightmare Before Christmas one. I'm gonna go trading places at two. I am gonna go Rudolph at oh, three, yeah. and and Gremlins. I, I I guess for me versus you, I just won't need somebody telling me about finding their dead dad in the. <laughs> that in was the, the chimney, best I part guess. of all the entire Christmas <laughs> month. That was the, I think the most, that's just that was the the best scene in the entire Christmas month. It just doesn't scream Noel to me or <laughs> Little Drummer Boy, but yeah, you know, I, I think I think that's my order. Mm. <laughs> what you got, Joe? No, I uh, you, you so can do this. I I can't give a fair um, 
Sure score you can. because I, I, three three out of I can do th- I can do three I can do three I can do give you a top three yeah. that's that's fine so pretend that I never saw Rudolph the Red Nose so that's we don't have one. to pretend no, you go ahead watch and then we'll there's yeah. no pretend <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes I I would say you probably know you can probably guess my my score trading places is number one yes mm-hmm. Christmas <laughs> uh Nightmare Before Christmas is number two. Uh, and uh, that last would be the <laughs> last. Wow! How dare you, Gremlins! Okay. Wow! Okay. Wow! All right, so here we go. This is actually a tough one for me because definitely, of course, of course, top positions are going to be uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas and Trading Places, and that's what I'm having a time a hard time. I'm gonna put Nightmare Before Christmas at number one simply because it exceeded my expectations. And out of everything, (laughs) out of of, of all the movies we reviewed this month, it was the most pleasant surprise. It it was, it was very much, it it was very entertaining. I I don't know how I'll feel next week. Maybe. I don't know if I would have watched Trading Places and Nightmare Before Christmas back to back, how I would feel. But for now, I I think the shine of this movie is still lingering over me. So it would probably be my top pick. Trading Places for sure. Number two, Gremlins three. And uh, Rudolph can go lick balls for like her. I, I <laughs> you know, <Wow>. so <laughs> no, no. Actually, Rudolph was good. It was fun revisiting. I shouldn't say that. It was fun revisiting that movie. I hadn't watched it since I was a kid, so it was fun. But that, I think there was a, a familiarity with that movie. I'd seen it so many times as a kid that uh, some of the luster was gone. So that's that's the only reason why. But yeah, that's pretty much my ranking for our Christmas classics one. So yeah, so, so now let's rank them in what's your actually classics. And so uh Gremlins <laughs> is off the board. Uh Gremlins was the most Christmas one. movie out of the four of them. But it was by far the most Christmas movie. Yeah. I, I, mm. I have to agree with Scott. Probably Gremlins is the most Christmassy of them all. Over over fat shaming and ostracizing Rudolph, like really, that's what yeah. we're we're gonna say. I would here, say but... Rudolph would be the classic. Yeah, you haven't seen it. it. You don't get to vote. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Although I don't know, but I think Rudolph would be. Yeah. The Does Rudolph have Phoebe Cates in it talking about her dead dad? No. Kremlin's so, uh, wins. Nothing <laughs> says Christmas like. <laughs> I agree, with you, Scott. I agree. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't, but 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 <laughs> that Phoebe Kate scene was oh, fucking phenomenal. I totally man, I wish I had that. kids. I could I could play that for them. It's that so could good. damage somebody. <laughs> that could cause so some serious trauma. Scott, your niece is in Sarasota. Can still I, I? I've showed it to them all already. They 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 know it. They they are can they, recite it back to me. Are they in therapy? Because yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, fuck these wow. kids up. Good job, Scott. <laughs> Wow. Is there anything else we want to say about our Christmas month, about the nightmare before Christmas, about anything Christmassy at all? No, no, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm ready for Tim Burton. I'm done with these Christmas movies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was a it was a you know what? I'm not even gonna go start in the conversation about Christmas. Let's, <laughs> let's put it let's put the nail on the coffin for our Christmas classics month. Please, audience, tune in next month, starting in January. We are starting our Tim burton month celebrating the films of tim burton and where i'm not going to reveal any of the lineup that's for you to tune in and find out but uh please do tune in for that it should be a very interesting month as always 
follow, like, subscribe. And if you have any suggestions as to what the hell we should be reviewing, please, we're open on comments. Howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com. Check out our archives on YouTube, on our RSS feed, and all the other platforms. Thank you for joining us for our Christmas Classics Month. And with that, say bye, guys. Oh, bye, guys. Oh, oh. Happy New Year. Happy Diwali. What movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.